Super Bowl 57. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They've reached the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Well, I'm not going to tell you that this is going to be the best episode you'll hear ever. But it's going to be one of the best you will hear on any platform. For Future Considerations is back, episode 178. The boys are all sitting at the end of the bar, getting hammered and ready to blow off some steam. I'm Manny, Matt, and John are here. Fellas, how you doing? Just you guys are my best friends. That's it. <laughs> I love it. you. <laughs> you guys are my best friends, and I hate you so much, both of you. Get out of my face. Uh, well, we've been here for a while. Which one's going to be the crier? <laughs> <laughs> I think Rashad is definitely the crier. Rashad is definitely the crier. I got to wait till the end of the podcast, you know, kind of like at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's always ones. So Rashad will be the crier. I'll I'll probably end up getting sick to my stomach or something <laughs> from from mixing something, and I'll and, fall off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be eight thirty, and we'll go home. <laughs> B- boys, can you believe it's the beginning of March already? I know. When's the pool open? March 2nd. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, Rashad, when are you coming down? Uh, yeah, let me know when that pool opens. I'll be there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> deal. They pull the cover off. I'm already floating in there. <laughs> just, just you and the frogs. <laughs> That's okay. You you'll think it's what's that Disney movie again with the, the princess and the frog? Oh, or Tiana, yeah. Tiana, yeah, yeah. You can find your Tiana, Rashad. <laughs> sure, he might have been at the end of the bar a little bit too long. And was... sorry, Jill, I don't know how to explain this, but I woke up in Manny's pool and turned into a frog. <laughs> oh, these boys. Isn't that's a new Disney movie. It, it sounds is. like it's a new Disney yeah. movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you again for listening to us on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We appreciate you coming back for more. Yeah, and don't just sit there. Share, like the episodes, rate them on Apple and Spotify too. Wherever you're listening to us, we we like stars. We've got one star on the show already. John here. We need more stars. So give us the stars. That's right. If anyone needs me, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> Only we brown M and M's must be seventy two <laughs> degrees at all times. That's right. My bottled water needs to be filtered again before I'll drink it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only white tulips decorating the room. <laughs> End of February, right, guys? So before we get into the debate, where were you guys on February 28th, 2010? Does that date ring a bell? Probably at the end of the same bar we're sitting at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Over the line, Sidney Crosby can't bust in. Up with it again. He's on the ice with Aginla. Aginla scraping.
Sidney Crosby scored the golden goal for Team Canada to beat Team USA in overtime to win the gold medal at the 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics. You know what? Uh, everything about that was perfect, except that it was Sidney Crosby that scored that goal. Oh, come on! Because oh. that is coming into the the 08, 09 Red Wings, Penguins, Stanley Cups, back-to-back. I would have taken anyone but Sidney Crosby scoring that goal. So wait a minute. When he scored and everybody erupts, yep. you're like, yeah, who scored? Oh, Crosby? Are you kidding me? Is yeah, that, that so we, we jumped up from the bar. Everybody was was high-fiving and all that. And then we look at the box score and, and uh, it comes up on the thing afterwards. Oh, God. <laughs> now we got to listen to this post-game interview and all this again. And Oh, yeah. Where were you in the handshake line, Sid? <laughs> um, you Where know were what? you were shot? Um, I was at a friend's house and we were in his basement. Um, my friend Julie was there. She was visiting from out of town. And then we were at my other friend's place. His kids were there. His wife was there. We had snacks. We had beer. We had the whole thing. And I don't think any of us knew it went in for about two seconds. And then we all started screaming. Do you guys remember that? It was hard to tell if it went in at first. <laughs> Who was in the bathroom? One of us had to be in the bathroom when the golden goal went in. I wasn't in the bathroom. I was watching. But I love Rashad stories because it might have been like five minutes before they realized the game yeah. was over. Not three seconds. Yeah. Rashad always, if anytime you go back, go back and listen to all the, the, the previous episodes, all 177 of them. You ever notice something about John Rashad? When he tells a story, he always starts with what was being served for any sort of snacks or meal <laughs> or, or anything like that. It starts, it starts with every story. So I'm over at my buddy's house. He had a nice little spread out of charcuterie board with some sausages and some cheese and, and all that. And, and then we watched the game and one of the greatest goals of all time. Well, you buried the lead here. <laughs> that was such good Havarti. <laughs> that is so like you. So Rashad. I'm eating chicken strips and fries and I turn on the news. <laughs> oh, so, so we're at the Super Bowl party. And oh, let me tell you, the chili was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then a bunch of people went streaking. Outside. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> so I'm in Tampa having a burger and some fries and you know, chatting with a guy across from me. And they had a really good barbecue sauce. Say a little bit of those crispy onion rings on there, too. And, and it was Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> that is so like Rashad. It is. Just go back and listen. Okay, yeah. you know what? I actually, this is really true because now that I think about it, <laughs> every time I tell a story about, everyone knows where they were on 9-11. I was working at a radio station and uh, nobody wanted to go out for lunch. So one of the sales guys brought back a whole bunch of uh, Big Macs. So we were all sitting around eating Big Macs, watching everything happen. And that's one of my memories of 9-11. Everyone's like, you remember eating Big Macs and that's what you choose to I'm not making this shit up. He's telling stories. On, oh, yeah, we had a great spread. There was like a cupcake tower and we had finger foods. There was a big candy table. Oh, and I got married. That's how he tells the story about the wedding. That's how they. That's how he tells the story. I'm not making it up. Oh, it's so true. Rashad, every big event in this world. Yeah. Is tied to food. Everyone. Right. And when he tells the story, the meal that's being served comes first. 
<laughs> Every time, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to be funny. I try. I'm going to try to be funny a few times tonight. It's probably not going to land. But I'm not even trying to be funny. This this just the way that he tells stories. Is it bad that I've never realized that until now? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and in ten years, you will tell this story. You know what? I was I was having some cookies and eating some strawberries and recording a podcast with my friends. When they realize that every single good story starts with food. <laughs> every big event in the world starts with my memory of food. food. Yeah, with food. It's true. I, I do remember that goal. Uh huh. I don't remember any food being associated with it, but I remember going, what a moment. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely goosebumps that moment. So you too can let us know where you were and what you're reading by sending us an email or messaging us on social media. We would love to hear your stories about the Golden Goal. So now on to the debate. Stevenson's got it through Wah, and here's Patrick Kane with two seconds in OT. Kane scores at the horn! That was Patrick Kane's last moment as a Blackhawk at the United Center in Chicago. He's now a New York Ranger after being traded Tuesday for a second-round pick that could turn into a first plus a fourth-round pick. What do you think of that deal? Well, I mean, the the Rangers went all in uh, now, and they're making me look like a genius for picking them to to win the Stanley Cup. I think genius. they I think they have to be the the best team in the Eastern Conference along with Boston. I would even take an argument that they've moved ahead of Boston in the Eastern Conference. I think they've got basically everything that if you look at championship teams over the last few years, that they've got everything in spades and, and can check all those boxes. You know, it's it's a big deal. And I'm, I'm actually surprised a bit. I know his list was very short and there was only so much you could do. But uh, this doesn't seem like, especially some of the other trades we'll talk about, a really huge cost. This is almost... You know, a great return on investment, no matter what you get from Patrick Kane. But you know, a lot of pressure on on him now. A lot of pressure on the Rangers now because there's there's not a lot of wiggle room and not a lot left in the cupboard for the future. But I, I think this is the team to beat now. Yeah, I was a little surprised a second round pick that could turn into a first. But um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty light price to pay to get Patrick Kane. Yeah. Uh- I agree with you because I think the Rangers now are forced to be reckoned with in the East. And it was great that you jumped on board early on that bandwagon. Um, in saying that, though, I think Kane only had one or two destinations that he would approve a trade yeah, to. Yeah. And the Rangers were <laughs> one of them. And yet New York still gave up potentially a first rounder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I'm – if. If I'm the Rangers, I'm going, well, he's not going to go anywhere else, guys. There's no way I'm giving you what could be a first-round pick. But you don't think even Patrick Kane now is worth a first-round pick when you're when you're all in, chips are, chips are down? I would still pay the first-round pick. I think that's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose any sleep uh, on that at all. Hell, we're going to talk about first-round picks uh, that got traded a little bit later on. I don't even know how to pronounce a guy's last name, so... <laughs> I'll take Patrick Kane. <laughs> sure. The best part about this is, though, uh, the talk that I uh, that I see on social media about, oh, this is going to rejuvenate Patrick Kane now to finish out his career and get another cup. The guy scored seven goals and ten points in his last four games. <laughs> yeah. He was rejuvenated to get out. Yeah. 
Like he he was trying to basically on he knew he was getting out and he was trying to increase his value <coughs> by lighting up points. In the previous four games, he had a big goose egg yeah. in points. And then the next four games, seven goals, ten points. Yeah. I think he realized that the time is now to start and he's ready to go. I think it's a great move for the Rangers. That was just one of a flurry of NHL deals on Tuesday. Even though the deadline isn't till Friday, moves are already happening quick. The Toronto Maple Leafs made three trades on Tuesday, sending away Rasmus Sandin, Pierre Engvall, and a third-round pick for Eric Gustafson, Luke Shen, and a first-round pick. Those moves follow a massive deal with Chicago, where the Leafs gave up a first-rounder and more for Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, and some picks. We talked about the Leafs adding a blue liner before the deadline. They've now added three what do you think of those moves? Yeah, three trades on Tuesday. The Sandine, Angval, Gustafson, and Shen deals were all separate deals. Yeah. Like Kyle Dubas is like moving shit around. Uh, like it's just shuffle- been that uh, that meme or that gif of him holding the two phones all day. That's all I've seen from him at the draft table. Right? It's got Alex Anthopoulos vibes yeah, from the Blue Jays sure does. in uh, 2015, 2016, right? They ain't like, going to be your pick, so you might as well move them now. <laughs> Although we did still get a first-round pick back for yeah. Sandine. Yeah. So this, like we said last week, this is him trying to save his job, right? He's going all in. If I'm going to go out, if I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to go out the way I want to go out, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's making all these moves. Um, in if you just look at the T, the Tuesday deals, the three deals, um, from Tuesday in that soul capsule, you know, the Leafs got older. Gustafson's 30, Shen is 33, Sandine is 22, Engball is yeah. 26. Not great, right? But I really like the Jake McCabe deal. Yeah. He's 29, but yeah. he is a top 4D. And they got Chicago to hold half his contract. Yeah. So it's not a huge salary cap uh addition to your budget. As a whole, if you if you take all of that, if you encompass all of that, in addition to the O'Reilly move, in addition to the Achari move, I like what the Leafs did here. I really think they're a lot better as a team. Going forward, and the one thing that we talked about in last week's show, they still need a D. Well, they now got three new D mm-hmm. into the lineup. So um, if I'm the Leafs, I think this was the only way to go, and I like what Kyle Dubas has done. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence with all three of these. I liked the Ryan O'Reilly deal more than any of these. To me, the 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 trades with the D, like the Jake McCabe thing, I I get outstanding defenseman. I think he's great. Like you said, top four. He's probably going to play twenty minutes a game, and and he's going to be a big part of that. The other ones to me are just shuffling the deck, more or less. Like you know, Luke Shen, fine, older, like you said. Gustafson, he plays 20 minutes or so a night. So you're getting a, a, a guy that's logged a fair amount of time there. There's just, I'm just waiting for, like, you may have gotten deeper in your decor, but I don't necessarily think you've now broken away from who's going to be on the ice at the end of a hockey game. 
You know, you're going to have Giordano out there. Morgan Riley's still going to be out there. Justin Hall's still going to be out there and McCabe. So, yeah, you brought in a bunch more D, but are they going to be impact last minute of a game guys or they're just more guys? I, I just think they're more guys. Like I, I look at Gustafson as a power play specialist now because he's more offense than defense. So now he moves to your third pairing. You've got McCabe and Brody, Giordano and Riley as your top four. Hall and Shen as your five, six. And Gustafson as your power play specialist who could play five or six mm-hmm. on the D as well. You've got a lot of bodies there. I understand your argument. Yeah, They don't have a huge name. However, I still think Riley, Brody, McCabe, Giordano is still a pretty good top four for the D. And now they still have a first rounder they can move if they really wanted to. If there's something else out there, yeah. Right. Value of first rounders this year has been very strange. Very strange. To me, it's like more teams are going in. It's kind of like what we saw in the OHL. More teams are going in. The Rangers are going in. Uh, The Bruins are going in. Because uh, they added Orloff and uh, the other defenseman from Washington. Yep. Um, you know, the Devils are in. The Leafs are in. We know the Lightning are in. Yeah. So there's a lot more teams in just in the Eastern Conference, let yeah. alone the entire NHL. For sure. And another big deal on Tuesday. Saw the Edmonton Oilers get their defenseman. No, not Eric Carlson. They landed Matthias Ekholm from Nashville for Tyson Berry, a first-round pick, Reed Schaefer, and a fourth-rounder. Your thoughts on that deal? Uh, Ekholm is, you know, he he's a he's a solid defenseman. I think he's always been vastly underrated because of what happens in in Nashville, and obviously doesn't get into the the spotlight. But he's been a top guy there with uh, with Yossi for for years. You know. What what does this deal do? I think it does the same thing. I think it trades out Tyson Berry for Matthias Ekholm. I think Ekholm's a little bit better than than Tyson Berry, but I also don't think there's a huge separator there, especially first round picks, fourth round picks, and, and all that stuff going along. So yeah, I mean, I think he's going to eat a ton of minutes. I think he's going to go to now 23, 24 minutes a night where Tyson Berry couldn't do that. So maybe the separation ends up being those three or four minutes that, that Ekholm might play more than that. But to me, it's it kind of plays in the same idea that you've, you've moved for an offensive defenseman for an offensive defenseman. I, I think I like this deal more than you like this deal because I think Ekholm is a way better all-around defenseman than Tyson Berry, who's known for his offensive mm-hmm. upside. Plus, you get Ekholm for another two more years – uh, and the cap hit is pretty reasonable at 6.25. whole lot better than the 11 mil that you would have got, uh, would have had to pay Eric Carlson if you didn't get the Sharks to eat that sure, deal, sure. right? Um, I wonder if the Oilers are done as well. I, I'm wondering if the, maybe they're making another move. But I think this is a great deal for Edmonton. I really like it because I think Ekholm is great. Uh, a better all-around defenseman, like I said, than Barry is. You get him for a couple more years still after this one. Um, and the price tag originally was thought to be two first-rounders. You only gave up one. So I like the deal for the Oilers as they try to do everything they can to help build around Connor McDavid, McDavid who's having a tremendous year. You know who's not having a tremendous year, though, is Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. Yeah. 
and you can do anything you want in the front end with the guys that they've got there. And, and you know, obviously we, we don't have to get into what their, their forward unit looks like. Is Elias Ekholm a separator that's going to help whatever's going on back there? Maybe, yeah, n- enough. Is he, you know, the, you're, if you're Edmonton, I don't think Toronto needs that guy, but they need a guy that's going to win them around back there. Ekholm became that guy in Edmonton. He's going to have to win them around back there because there's no there's no other help, and and it's not gone well for for Jack Campbell. And as much as they like Stuart Skinner, and, and he's been pretty good, and it's a good know, story, uh, yeah, for sure, pretty good. Uh, you know, he's had a two ninety one goals against average. He's got a nine twelve save percentage. That ain't that ain't going to cut it. So that'll be their downfall. Yeah. Without a doubt, it'll be goaltending that'll be their downfall. But I don't know if they can afford to go out and get another goaltender because nobody's going to take the Campbell contract off you. No. And Skinner's been the better of the two goaltenders. You don't sure. want to give up on him. You just re-signed him. Yeah. So I don't think they're going out to get another goaltender. That's why I wonder if if your boy Ken Holland has another move up his sleeve. And we're not done yet. Timo Meyer, considered one of the big forwards at the deadline, was traded from San Jose to New Jersey as part of a 13-asset trade involving the Sharks and the Devils. A huge deal. What do you guys think of that one? 13 assets, players yeah. and picks. This right? was like an OHL trade. Right? Like, I I don't even recall an NHL deal being that detailed. <laughs> that might be the largest deal in NHL history. It's got to be. 13 assets were shot. Can you think of one that's that was that big? No. Toronto, Calgary years ago, and then there was a Vancouver and St. Louis one, but they weren't that big. Yeah, right? Like the Gilmore Lehman trade is what you're thinking about with Calgary, Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think it was 13 assets. Like at the beginning of the year, if you told us that the New Jersey Devils would be among the top three teams in the Eastern Conference making a big splash at the deadline, I don't know if anybody would believe you. Yeah. But Timo Meyer's a great get for the Devils because they improved their top six immensely yeah. as part of that deal. Um, I think it's huge for the Devils. Um, but again, you're paying a lot. When everyone else is going in, in the Eastern Conference as well, like we mentioned earlier, with the Rangers, with the Bruins, with the Leafs, with the Lightning. Um, wow. Yeah. There are some big-time heavyweights in the Eastern Conference now. But I really like the move for the Devils because I think Timo Meyer is a difference maker who can score goals in tight games. Yeah. I mean, if you look at those guys now up front with Hischer, Dawson Mercer, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt—they've got some, some studs on that first on those first two lines. Like they're they're a solid solid looking uh, looking team up front. The thing that that drives me nuts, and, and we've talked about it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a, a few times again. New Jersey at the way, at the time that we speak, New Jersey, New York, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. Two of those teams are going to be out in the first round. The Devils and Rangers are going to play each other if everything would hold the way it is in the first round of the playoffs. You're going to lose one of those teams. It's it's a it's just not fair. It really like it really isn't. You know, you look at the 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 conference standings and the way that those teams play out. Even even league wide, New Jersey 
NHL total points right now. New Jersey, third. Toronto, fourth. Tampa, fifth. Rangers, sixth. Two of those teams are going to be gone in the first round. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's the one-to-eight format, though, or the this new format, which I hate. Yeah. Right? In the one-to-eight format, the matchups would still be the same. They'd be ugly. Yeah. Right? So some really good teams are going to be bounced. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that, if you look at it in one-to-eight, Boston, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Islanders, New Jersey, New York, Toronto, and Tampa Bay. It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, we all know Tampa's going out. They're struggling. <laughs> Just gaslight all the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning fans. Why don't you? <laughs> and I don't know what's going to be left for the TV networks on their deadline shows on Friday, but uh, are you guys watching any other players or teams to see if they make any moves? Like, do you think the Leafs are done or do you think there's more to come? I I want to say the Leafs are done. Um, I don't know that they would they would go out and do much more. I, I think what's interesting is we'll, to see if the Western Conference is going to respond. Because look at the teams in the Western Conference. We, we've seen the East turn into a rat race with all of those trades. But top to bottom right now, top eight teams in the Western Conference are separated by six points. Like Vegas is number one in the West at 76. Seattle's getting in at the in the eighth spot at 70. That that's a good weekend. That's a good two weeks. You could be at the top of the conference. So somebody somewhere in there will have to, you know, just like New Jersey went out and did Timo Meyer and set the pace. Said, okay, what's your move? And call somebody's bluff. Somebody in the Western Conference is going to do something big. I said Dallas last week. I still think Dallas has some room that they can make a move and that they can go find somebody. But I'm intrigued to see how the West responds to what's happened in the East the last two days. Right. Like, um, uh, did I see Gustav Nyquist get traded to Minnesota too? Like not a huge move, but a minor move. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what the LA Kings do. Cause I was on the show last week thinking they have the assets. They could make a move. Are they in the market for Jacob Chikrin? Um, because I'm interested to see where he goes, because everybody's been talking about him all year. Yeah. Right? Gavrikov in Columbus. Is he going to get moved? He's at the top of analyst trade boards now as the next big chip to right. fall. Where does that defenseman land? Um, so I'm with you. I'm interested to see what happens in the Western Conference. I don't know if um, – if Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks is going to get moved, his name has been uh-huh. mentioned around. Mm-hmm. Rashad, do you want to see him dealt or what? You might as well at this point. I mean, we're not going anywhere in a hurry. You might as well just clear the decks and then start over. I'm, we got to do something. Otherwise, what are we going to see on Friday? Like, is James Duffy going to do a dance? Like, because there's <laughs> nothing left to do. Yeah. It's going to, and we're going to interview all 13 assets, including the draft picks of the T. Lomire for eight minutes. <laughs> the history of the fourth round pick goes back to. Can we get their hockey coaches from Pee Wee on? Do we get them? Yeah. Here's the, every player that's ever been selected in the NHL in the sixth round. 
Does TSN still have Maggie the monkey? Is she coming out or what's going on? <laughs> They're going to need the puppy dogs that come out and uh, decide who wins the Super Bowl from Fallon. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. And now it's time for our play of the week, and it's a play we rarely see in the NHL. Off Besser's stick. Olmark is going to try it, and he scores! Linus Olmark, the odds-on Vezinet Trophy winner, scores an empty net goal to seal this win. A goalie goal. Linus Allmark of the Boston Bruins scored into an empty net in where else? Vancouver, the first Bruin goalie to ever score and the first goalie in the NHL to score a goal since Pekka Rene in 2020. Well, you can exhale, Curtis. <laughs> Our boy Curtis sent me a message. Uh, oh, this was more about Bertuzzi getting traded. This is, uh, didn't really like the back and forth with Rashad. <laughs> Uh, Manny's team is overrated and I knew it. If the Allmark goal doesn't win play of the week, y'all should just shut it down, is what (laughs) Curtis says. Uh, We did get, I did see a few social media posts too. Aaron was on there, I saw. Mike was on there. He was like, if Allmark doesn't win. Yeah. And for a while, that Sorokin one was winning, and then Manny's burner accounts uh, got, got fired up again. And, no, uh, and see, no see burner accounts. No, Allmark must have some uh, Portuguese re- relatives somewhere. With your burner accounts, I mean, you're not even trying anymore. Like, Panny Mava? Like, who is this Lance Goodthrust guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, fake Manny Pava, not Manny Pava. <laughs> We've heard, we've heard it all. Manny being Manny, yeah. like what's going on yeah, here? I'm just here for the soccer. <laughs> this is totally Matt, not Manny Pava. Manuela Pava. <laughs> <laughs> no burner accounts, because if Manny had burner accounts, he would have added to the drama by picking the Florida State comeback <laughs> in basketball. He'd have had a few write-in votes for MLS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find a good MLS goal to put on the... Uh, keep looking. <laughs> to put on the poll. It's going to come. MLS is back, baby. Watch out. Our play of the week is brought to you by Hooper's Lawn Care. For all your lawn care needs in Windsor, Essex, and Chatham, Kent, Relax, your lawn care will be in good hands with Hooper's Lawn Care. And next week, we will post the poll at Podcast FFC on Twitter, where you can vote for your favorite play. Well, guys, we talked about the new baseball rules in last week's show, and they took center stage as spring training began. Could have run them up easily. Uh-oh. And now what? He's out. They have called strike three. Wow! This is mayhem! <laughs> Automatic strike three called with the bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. This is baseball in 2023. That was bases loaded in a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. Cal Conley of the Atlanta Braves has a full count, but doesn't get set in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. Automatic strike, inning over. We asked the question on social media, and we also got asked the question by a few of our listeners, like Brian, Chad, and Chris. 
What do you think of that new rule? Love it. <laughs> Love it. The <laughs> fantastic, the, the entertainment that that gave me for a couple of days, a couple of good solid days <laughs> was phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. Listen, this is a a six six final, I believe, is how it it, it ended in Boston, a tie, Atlanta. Yeah, because it's spring training. Six yeah. 12 runs, nineteen hits in the game. They had, I think, they used forty six pitchers. <laughs> the game lasted two hours and thirty nine minutes. Well done, Major League Baseball. You you figured it out. No one cares about spring training. Get these guys used to the rules, used to the way it works. Good on the umpire for having the balls to make that call because I wouldn't have been the first one. <laughs> Tell you that one. Get in the box, buddy. Get in the box. Buddy, you got four seconds. Get in the box. Two, one. Now I got to do it. Oh, you're out. I love it. Bring it on. Automatic strike, ending over. You're good with it. Bases loaded, two outs, you know ninth what? inning. I feel like it's time to bring back my baseball career. Because I could stand out there and get a, rack up a couple automatic strikes and you get me out of there, I get my own baseball card. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dumichel's baseball career is revived with back. the new rules. Yeah, like, like Dennis Quaid and the rookie. <laughs> <laughs> with a 79-mile-per-hour pitch. Skips in twice, but the guy waited more than eight seconds. Strike one. I could get Baez to swing at something. Rashad, what do you think? <laughs> I was happy with it, too. I'm glad that we're going to speed up these games. The fact that it involved Boston was great, too, because we got to send those idiots a message because they're always in those four-hour playoff games. Always it's uh. Listen, this is the worst thing oh, to have. Come oh, <laughs> on, you can't even say it with a straight face. You can't say it with a straight oh, face. man. <laughs> For all these people who are, and I've seen a few of these people on social media cry about, there's even someone commenting on our Facebook post about this. Yep. Like, this is shit. When this happens in the playoffs, people are going to be up in arms. Listen, if this happens in the playoffs, if you don't realize the rules after 162 regular season games on top of 30 exhibition games and then whatever playoff game number that you're in in the postseason, if you don't realize the rules by then, should you really be playing in the playoffs to begin with? Like, this is the way to go. This is baseball, what baseball has to do. Games last year, on average, were three hours and three minutes. Yeah. And that actually seemed low to me. I thought it was a lot longer. For sure. For some of the games that we, the three of us watched. Oh, they're still on. Right. (laughs) Now that the games are under two hours and 40 minutes in spring training when they're using every single pitcher under the sun. Yep. It means regular season games will be 215, 220, and it's the way to go. Oh, it's it's great. I, 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 like, I've enjoyed watching the players panic. The the hitter steps out and then steps right back in. The pitcher does a quick walk. He gets right back on the – like, it's it's funny. It's funny to watch how the, how the game has changed so quickly. And 
Yeah, so it, it had to happen at some point. The fact that it happens in that scenario is just magnificent. Right. Baseball is back, boys. I, I promise you, I will never say a bad thing about oh, Major stop. League Baseball <laughs> until at least April 1st. I still think Rashad has that song about you whining about baseball. <laughs> Not only was it good for that, but the very first batter – was Manny Machado getting called for an automatic strike? Yeah. The very first player in spring training yeah. got called for the automatic strike. <laughs> hey, the rules are here. Yep. And I'm loving it. Yep. Manny ended up doing all right this spring training so far. <laughs> he got paid. He's all right. He got paid. Are you ready? And now some rapid fire questions and Quick answers will only be accepted. Our good friend Kiefer listened to last week's show and he didn't appreciate the Ant-Man bashing. We did say it was Ant-Man 2 that was released when we really should have said it was Ant-Man 3. Someone else pointed it out. Thanks, Jeff. Who also asked what we're watching and what we're looking forward to watching. Oh, I'm looking forward to watching baseball in under three hours, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, most of the movies they're making now. Yeah. Movies are, are movies are getting longer than baseball for the first right. time in Avatar my life. Right, too. Yeah, that's... I, I, you know what? I'm You you and I talked about this um, while we were just sitting around drinking beers at the other bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Air movie with uh, yeah. the story about Nike. Yep, that looks with, good. With Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. That looks good. That looks really good. Yeah. I know H Netflix. It was Netflix that put out. It's going to put out a series called Quarterback. Oh yes, following Patrick yep. Mahomes and uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins, not Aaron Rodgers. So he had to make uh, yeah. a big deal of coming out for the Bat Cave. Well, they couldn't fit the camera into the cave, right? Like they couldn't bring it in, so <laughs> they couldn't follow him around everywhere. Um. I don't know if I'm going to watch quarterback, but I probably will watch quarterback. Yeah, you will. Yeah. We'll watch quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Wick 4. Yes. That looks outstanding. Yes. The live little, or not the live one, but the, the redone of the Little Mermaid. That's going to be good. You're going to watch that? Of course I'm going to watch that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm going to have a soon-to-be eight-year-old daughter. I'm going to, I guarantee you, if you want to take props bet right now, the viewing of the new Little Mermaid over under 38 and a half is laughable if you're going to take the under. You're, laughable. You're going to watch it 40 times? Uh, easily. If, if it's good. <laughs> if it's good, we're going to watch Little Mermaid. Who's your, who's your favorite, favorite character on Little Mermaid? You know what? You know what? Flounder did nothing for me. <laughs> Flounder was is the most useless sidekick of all of the sidekicks in, in the Disney movies. I think Sebastian's badass. Sebastian's great. Like... He's my guy, Sebastian. Oh, like, imagine if Sebastian was at this bar right now. <laughs> we wouldn't see him. He'd just be around hordes of beautiful women. The whole bar would just erupt in yep. under the sea. We'd all just <laughs> sha la 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 bye oh bye. Rashad, what are you looking forward to watching? Uh, I was going to say the uh, that quarterback uh, thing on Netflix looked really good. And then um, I actually, this is going to sound really dorky, but uh, for Best Picture, one of the nominees is All Quiet on the Western Front. And we had to watch that when I was in public school, and I actually really liked that movie, so I want to see the new version of that. I know that's kind of a, kind of a boring answer, but uh, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. You used to do that, though, right? You used to watch all the Best Picture nominees? Yeah, we haven't done it in a couple of years, but yeah, we used to really like doing that. What are you going to be eating when you're watching these movies? Because 
that's how every story will start. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought your answer was shot was going to be whatever that stupid marriage movie you guys were watching that you were trying to get me to watch. What was that stupid day fiance? Yeah, that stupid bullshit. What what is that season on? Season seventy four now, or what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. up to Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> They've got so many different spinoffs of that now, but uh, yeah, we only got halfway through it last night. So once I'm done here with you guys, I'm going up to watch the second half of last episode. There you go. There you go. It's coming. So get this, Manny. In this current season. (laughs) Stop it. Move on. Move it along. The one guy from India, he's got his his girlfriend coming over, his fiance. He got her a beautiful apartment. She's very happy, except for he hasn't dropped the fact that his parents are arranging a marriage for him that she doesn't know about yet so he's getting married to two different women yeah he's he's engaged to the one or dating the one and then yeah his parents are arranging another one yeah no it's not i gotta gotta get caught up (laughs) no it's not you'll you'll be happy rashad just this weekend my girlfriend and i made a soldier boy and kimbali reference because nice. she wanted to to stuff pillows, uh, I'm a little I'm a little stuffed up, so she wanted to stuff pillows between us. And I said, "Who who, who, who am I, Kimbali? <laughs> what are you, Soldier Boy, trying to get the pillow? It only works for one guy, it's Soldier Boy. I'm coming over those pillows." Rashad, did you not say quick answers will only be accepted? Move this along. <laughs> All right. Well, Kiefer did ask a question for this week's show as well oh, about geez. the new rules in the XFL. Again, here we go with the XFL. Specifically, all plays are subject to replay review and they broadcast the command center. What do you guys think of that? So I like that. I don't know if I would have every single play under review because you could, re- that game would last five hours. Yeah. What are the longer? limits to that? Like, what do what, you just, I don't there's know. no limits? I, just- I think every play is reviewable. Wow. Wow. Right? Like, that there, seems extreme. That, That's extreme. There are a, a lot of plays that you would never review. Yeah. But yeah. if you wanted to be an ass, you could review every <laughs> single play, I guess. <laughs> um, I do like the fact that they broadcast the command center where they're doing the review. Yeah. It's great for transparency. Yeah. I've said the NFL should do that as well. It could be sponsored. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But reviewing every, having the ability to replay and review every single play is a bit much. Like fourth and 15 on, in the fourth quarter and your own 25 yard line. Instead if you want of to go the onside it. kick. Love instead, it. Instead love of the it. onside give, kick. Yeah. Give me that one. I'm just reading some of them right now. I, I think Kiefer was the only person that I've, <laughs> I can acknowledge that actually knows what the XFL is. <laughs> Double forward pass? What the heck is this? <laughs> if a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball is not crossed the line of scrimmage. Well, that's fun. So you could run back 25 yards. Throw it up 15 yeah, and, then, yeah, and then yeah. launch it. I would replay that. I would review that play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Challenge. No. Challenge. Three timeouts. Uh yeah no I I like I like it listen the only reason that I'm not going to spend any time with the XFL is because Kiefer's brought it up now in back to back episodes <laughs> along with uh, hey hey uh, hey Kiefer why uh, why does Ant Man smell so bad because he doesn't wear deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> He loves those jokes. He does. He yeah. he actually messaged me the next day when it came out. He's like, "Man, you guys are the funniest guys I know. So relevant 
and accurate in all of your opinions. <laughs> oh, now I'm really going to fall off the chair at the end of the bar here. <laughs> <laughs> But you never answered why Thor is always avoiding Ant-Man. It's obvious. He keeps bugging him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I shot like that one. Yeah, uh, you, know, he's, he's, you got him going as he's eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> so I'm having some prime rib talking to my buddies. And my one guy says, why is Thor? <laughs> I heard the greatest joke from my friends. <laughs> we're shocked keep it together move it along yeah, here it's I rapid, know, rapid fire. fire has come off the rails here this is like so- watching last year's baseball <laughs> all right so back to football again with our good friend dave and owen sound he's wondering if the number 12 that tom brady wore should be retired across the entire nfl no 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 no, I'm not into that. The okay. Patriots should retire it. Yeah, yeah. But every single team in the NFL? Why not? What do you mean, why not? <laughs> he played basically for one franchise. He was with Tampa Bay for three years. Something like that. Yeah, I won a Super Bowl there, too. Yeah, but, like, no. Why should the Eagles have to retire number 12 because of Tom Brady? I don't they know should retire anyone. number 12 because of Randall Cunningham. I don't know Not anyone because of in, Tom that, Brady. in that franchise's history that wore a number 12 that uh, wouldn't be Stop. at Tom Brady caliber. <laughs> right? Listen, retiring jersey numbers across the sport, that individual better have tran- completely changed the way the game is played or the impact in the game, just a complete transcendence of, of everything that is everything. Jackie Robinson. Color bearing. Perfect right? Baseball. A hundred percent. Wayne Gretzky. Sure. Yeah. Tom Brady. No, <laughs> no. Tom Brady is, is one very successful guy that was in a system that kept winning, but did he transcend the sport? Did he really like when we're watching football next year, is there anything Tom Brady really changed about football? There really isn't. Like, he won a lot. He, he didn't, you know, he wasn't part of the uh, the two-forward pass thing in the XFL. He wasn't really, like, <laughs> introducing the scrambling quarterback. He wasn't really, like, the strongest arm. He just won. So just because the guy won doesn't mean everybody's got to stop wearing 12. Right? Should just because you may be arguably the greatest of all time in any single sport, does yeah. that mean your re- number get retired in that sport? He didn't transcend so. the game. He won a lot, but he didn't transcend the game. Although, I would love to be – you want to talk about being a, a, a fly in the wall? I would love to be in the front office of the Green Bay Packers calling in the the, the hobo that lives out in the mountains – so, by the way, you can't wear number 12 anymore. <laughs> Tom Brady wore that number. Oh, guys. Sorry, Aaron. What? You're retiring the number yeah. for me? No, Tom Brady. I, I haven't even <laughs> finished yet. This is going to be – I don't know that they've ever done this. And Listen, stop, 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 stop. It's not you. It's not for you, Double Rainbow. <laughs> it's for Tom Brady. 
<laughs> well, now I think they should retire it across the league. Just to see oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. You got to pump it up. And now it's time for Pump It or Dump It. And here's the submission for this week. I know that last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. The song is called Last Night, a good old country song by Morgan Wallen, submitted by Jason in Edmonton, Alberta. He wants to know if we'll pump it or dump it. <laughs> this, is, this is a fun show tonight. Yeah, this is a fun <laughs> one. Uh, last, I like this. This is a good beer drinking tune. I, I would say pump this. This is a good old country song. And you know what every good old country song needs? To sound less country. So how about the shot? We throw out a little remix. You told me that you wish I was Oh, see there, that's more like uh, I like, like that. that, that, that well, that's a banger. I like that remix. That's good. Now I know what I'm going to play when I open the pool. That's <laughs> in that's, two days. That's no Virginia <laughs> to Vegas, right, Kiefer? But that's a pretty good song. <laughs> it's a great tune. I'm in. I'm pumping it. And that does it for this week's debate. Remember, you can follow along on social media. Everybody's chiming in on social media, and most people hate us. So join in, <laughs> Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, and for future considerations on Facebook as well. Don't forget, if you have any questions for an upcoming debate, send us an email at forfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. And don't forget to include what food you're eating when uh, the question popped into your head. We want to know. Okay, I- All right. I, by the end of the show, I'm drunk. I love you guys, man. You guys are the best, man. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode. London Awnings, quality that shows. Shane Topolovic, also of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. I didn't peg Manny to be the crier, but here we are. I love you, man. Big thanks to our newest sponsor as well, Hooper's Lawn Care, for all your lawn care needs in Windsor, Essex, and Chatham, Kent. Relax. You don't want to go out and have to cut the grass. It's like 100 degrees. You're going to get somebody else to do it. Your lawn is going to be in great hands with Hooper's Lawn Care. What happens if um, you're not home and, and the wife is and she goes out to offer Hooper lemonade? What happens there? She sees what a real man is like working with his hands and... It becomes a country song called Last Night. (laughs) (laughs) Remix. (laughs) And and the husband will have to remix. (laughs) Is that why Hooper always has daddy on his business card? Just to make things easier? And on that note, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week on Four Feature Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.